0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Burhantu with me Hafiz Rahman Thank you so much for listening and making Burhantu your choice of podcast for anything horror Um, I'm back again with a new story And this story is from a, um I just lost my train of thought, sorry A non-Muslim Okay, so Um, let's just call her Jay, alright Um, and Jay is, um She has sent me an email Uh, detailing, um about an experience that happened in church one fine day all right so i thought it was i think it's a really good story so i just wanted to share it with all of you so she wrote hi hafiz i was listening to one of your podcasts about a mess a while back and it reminded me of this experience i had in church when i was 15 it took me a while to write everything down i will try my best to make sense of everything and explain what i saw um it's a bit long so please bear with me So to clarify, I didn't attend an actual Rukia session, so this was something else entirely which I really don't know how to process until today. For some context, I was raised a Catholic Christian. I have early memories of going to church with my parents, but as I got older, we started going to church less and less. My mum and I are Catholic, while my dad is a Buddhist, with no plans of converting. I believe part of the reason why we stopped going to church was to avoid these annoying church aunties who will always berate my dad for not converting to Christianity. I started going to church again when I was 13, free willingly, with my grandma. At first, I would only go during Christmas and Easter because I liked the songs, but after a while, I started going every Sunday. Eventually, I became quite involved with church activities like camps, church plays, and church concerts, essentially all the fun stuff. Now, for some very relevant context, um, as it was because of this church thing that this story happened, if you grew up in a Catholic church, there is this thing called the seven sacraments. You can Google them. I would like to reiterate that these sacraments are, in the Catholic faith, ways that God will use to show us His grace and help us achieve salvation. The church taught us that these sacraments were celebrations of a continued journey and relationship with God. Basically, the seven sacraments were Baptism, Holy Communion, Confirmation, Marriage, Confession, Healing the Sick, and Holy Orders. Anyways, I already I was already baptised as a baby. But I did not receive my first Holy Communion until the year of my confirmation when I was 15. This was because, like I said, I did not go to church uh, that much growing up. So I did not know anything about it. When I did go back to church, I did see people taking holy communion but i didn't think it was that important my grandma had explained that in order to receive holy communion you need to attend bible study classes which quite frankly i found boring (laughs) safe to say i disregarded a lot of things when it came to my catholic faith so this is what happened all right one sunday morning the church announced that registrations for confirmation were now open My grandma, in her excitement, registered my name for me and I was off to the first opening seminar that very same afternoon. So during the opening seminar, they explained to us about the seven sacraments and the reason why we should all be confirmed in the name of God. They then explained to us our very packed schedule leading up to the big day. Basically, confirmation would take place after Easter, somewhere in May. And from January up till May, we were expected to attend bi-weekly seminars on Saturdays, Bible study classes on Sundays, pick up a ministry to serve in church, for example, being a choir singer or be an altar boy, and attend two compulsory camps, which were, the first one is Life in the Spirit Seminar in March and Easter Camp, which is in April. Only after we have completed all of the above were we then allowed to be confirmed. Wow, the church is very stringent. Eh? <laughs> I'm like reading this and I'm like, eh, sell lah, benda nak buat. So there's a lot of things for you to do before you get to be confirmed. Okay, so another requirement written in fine print was that you needed to be able to receive holy communion. I did freak out a little when I found not when I found that out. Thankfully, the people in the church were kind enough to allow me to receive my first Holy Communion in a small ceremony during Easter Camp. But before that, I had to attend the Life in the Spirit Seminar. Okay, it was at this Life at the Spirit Seminar that I saw and experienced something. Okay, or I experienced the things that I did. Okay, so LSS Camp was held in a small little chapel, a chapel next to a nunnery behind a high school. Let's just call it the White Chapel. Chapel. Hafiz, is chapel. Let's just call it the White Chapel as the whole chapel and its interior was white. It was the same chapel where Easter camp was held every year. And by that point, I had already been to Easter camp twice. I have horror stories from Easter camp too, but I'll save that for another story time. So this chapel was situated in between a nunnery, a little church, and a high school. Basically, when you enter through the gates, you'll be greeted by the big nunnery building first. The White Chapel was right next to it, separated by a small gravel road that could fit only one car. Behind the White Chapel was a small church and a garden. In front of the chapel, there was a small path through a small gate that led to the back of the high school. You could see the school's assembly hall and one block of the classrooms from the chapel. So anyways... The girls slept in the empty upstairs hall of the nunnery, while the boys slept in the classrooms of the high school. Everything went smoothly the first day and night of camp. We were hustling in and out of seminars. Um, not going to lie, most of the seminars were very, very interesting. I personally learned a lot about Catholic beliefs and other groups of Christians too. On the second day, we were scheduled to have a prayer night. They told us it was during this prayer night we would all be given the gift of tongues. So, in Catholicism, we believe in the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So this gift of tongues was a gift granted by the Holy Spirit to a person, allowing this person to then speak in a foreign language that this person did not previously know. We were told that this is our secret language with God. It may sound like gibberish to some people, but supposedly God understood us. I would sometimes hear people in church praying in tongues during Mass, I even asked my grandmother about it and she did her very best to explain to me what it was. She said the sensation felt like your tongue and voice had a mind of its own. And when you open your mouth, this gibberish would come out and that this was a language understood only by God himself. It seemed pretty cool at that time. Ask any Christian person and I'm sure they'll have some kind of variation of it. It's basically praise and worship in another language. Needless to say, I was really excited and I couldn't wait to get my gift of tongues. Okay, here's where, here's where things get freaky. When it came to prayer night, they gathered all of us in the white chapel. There were about 150 teenagers. There were several rows of chairs facing the altar. The altar itself was very pretty. It was made of white marble and they had decorated it with fresh flowers. Behind the altar, there was a big beautiful white cross that hung from a ledge. On either side of the latch, they placed two beautiful white marble angels. I took my seat next to my friend and took note of the small stained glass window next to me. I noted that the nunnery was lit but the outside still looked relatively dark. I could feel the excitement of the hundred over teenagers in the little chapel as everyone sat down. So the priest that will be conducting this prayer night carefully explained to us that we will be conducting a short mass followed by a praise and worship session where he will pray over us. He said that in order to receive our gift of tongues, we needed to be at peace and participate fully in the praise and worship. He told us that he would say a prayer of blessings over us all to clear our hearts and minds to enable us to receive this gift of tongues. He told us to close our eyes and keep them closed, no matter what we felt or heard. He said that if we felt like crying, we could cry. He explained that some people may get visions, but told us that it's nothing to worry about as this was probably a vision from God. He also explained that everyone's experience in the process of getting their gift of tongues is different and unique. I was low-key glad that he took the time to explain to us the things that we'll be ex- experiencing because quite frankly, the chapel was filled with a bunch of teenagers and, you know, had he not explained all these sensations to us, we might have freaked out. It was a lot to process in our all our excitement. Alright. The priest then continued to conduct the short mass. After the short mass, the adult camp facilitators then shut the doors and switched off all the lights in the chapel. It wasn't pitch black some light still spilled in from the outside. I closed my eyes and the priest started to pray over us. Not even five seconds after I closed my eyes, I started to hear noises. They were inhuman squawking sounds. The most prominent sound I could hear was that I can only describe as a metallic bird sound. I don't even know if I could repeat it now, but it just went like really fast. Going from a lower pitch to a higher pitch. Oh sorry, so it's I do not know why I'm doing that guys, please don't don't mind me. I am a very auditory person. Okay, um over and over again. So that that, that sounded right. It sounded like a bird but robotic at the same time. I heard screeching sounds, like animalistic screeching sounds. And then I heard crying, agonizing cries of several people. It didn't sound like teenagers crying. (laughs) Okay, So the crying was loud and filled with anguish. Soon, the crying sounds got drowned out by these animalistic noises again. At one point, I thought I heard a dog growl from somewhere behind me. I started feeling scared and I started to tear up. Suddenly, I felt something or someone fall into me. Like it felt like a body had just gone whomp on my right side. I was still sitting in my chair, but I felt my chair move. I felt my chair move from the force of this thing falling on me. I thought my friend had fainted or something. So, I opened my eyes. (sighs) Okay. When I opened my eyes, the whole place was a dark grey. I don't really know how to describe the room at that point. It's not totally pitch black but light, light enough for me to see the silhouettes. I looked next to me half expecting to see my friend next to me on the floor or something but she was not there. I looked around in the dark grey of the chapel. It was like everyone had gotten out of their seats and disappeared. Oh my God! You know how you can see people's heads when they sit down on chairs. Like you just see rows and rows of people's head, right? I couldn't see anyone's head. It was like they had left their seats or something. Only some people were still seated in their seats. I could see them swaying or hands up in prayer. All around me was the shadowy dark chaos. I could see the silhouette of people running back and forth. I saw and heard people fainting. All this time, I could hear around me was the sound of people crying and wailing. I saw a movement to my left and I saw the arm part of this girl who had been sitting in front of me. It looked like she had fainted and fallen there. I heard the metallic bird sound again and I closed my eyes to blink away my tears. I opened my eyes again to look around because I just couldn't comprehend what I was seeing. I did not feel at peace. I felt terrified. And then... I had a thought, the priest was praying. If I could focus on his prayers, maybe all these scary sounds would disappear. I looked towards the altar where the priest was and tried to find his face in the darkness. I tried to focus on the words he was saying. Yo, I did not understand a word he was saying. It was like he was speaking another language. So for a moment, I thought I had forgotten how to understand English. But no matter how hard I tried to focus on him, I just could not catch a single English word. It was like he was speaking Latin or Pig Latin. The priest had his arms outstretched high above him in prayer. I gazed at his outstretched arms all the way to his open palms. And that's when I saw the two creatures crouch, asked halazim, And that's when I saw the two creatures crouch on both sides of the ledge. Instead of the marble angels, they now sat two winged creatures. They looked like gargoyles their faces looked like a mix between a cat and a dog they were hunched over watching us through thin slitters of red eyes and they had permanent skulls on their faces and i could just make out what looked like fangs i could see their wings which looked like dragon wings with spikes in the dark grays of the room i could see that their face that their skin texture was very rough mind you this whole time as i'm saying this i was still hearing the crying wailing and animalistic noises so i quickly put my head down i clasped my hands together and began to pray i was so 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 scared i actually started to cry like sobbing cry i was too shit scared to even think about running out the noises around me seemed to amplify the metallic birds continued to go very fast over and over again i slid off my chair to the floor and put my knees Against my forehead and covered my ears. When the sounds got louder, I cried even harder and whispered, Make it stop, make it stop, make it stop, over and over again through tears. Suddenly, on my bright side, I saw an incredibly bright light. It was brighter than the daytime. I recalled that the small stained glass window was on my left, so there was no source of light on my right, let alone that bright. The light pulsed two times and dimmed until it was gone. Suddenly, The metallic bird noises stopped. There were still crying and sobbing sounds, but it wasn't loud anymore and it was slowly fading away. I was still crying even after they turned the lights on and the facilitators had to peel me off the floor. They were patting my back telling me it's okay and that God loves me. I suddenly heard the priest's voice and I realised I could understand him now. Remember how I had said before that I couldn't understand him before that he was speaking in a foreign language? Right now, I could hear him clear as day. He was doing a closing prayer for all of us. So I sat in my chair, almost hyperventilating from all the crying and sheer fear I felt. I looked back at the altar and there were no more gargoyles. The two marble angels sat there untouched. From around me, I could hear some people praying in tongues already. I saw some teens passed out on the floor. The girl in front of me, whose arm I had seen on the floor in front of me, was in the back. Or a seat, perfectly fine singing in tongues They continued on with a bit of praise and worship after that But I couldn't focus on anything else The sounds kept replaying in my mind again and again And I couldn't get the image of those gargoyles out of my head They told us to go freshen up for supper And celebration night was this huge after-party In the assembly hall of the school next door So, I could barely eat supper I quickly washed up and sat on my sleeping bag I felt very disturbed. Everyone was in high spirits, especially those kids who could now speak in tongues. I stayed very quiet and smiled only if I had to. My friends asked me if I was okay. So I didn't know how to answer them without looking like a fucking psycho. I asked them if they had any visions during prayer night or if they heard anything weird. Two of them said they had visions of them being alone in the white chapel, chapel and they said that the altar was glistening and beautiful and they felt peace. Another one said she saw an angel call out to her. Another said she was in a beautiful white-green meadow. Another one said she didn't see anything, but she felt that her tongue was itchy, and when she opened up her mouth, she could suddenly speak in tongues. They asked me if I had visions. Again, I did not want them to think I was crazy, so I just told them about the bright pulsing light I saw next to me. The whole experience disturbed me for years. Until today, I'm convinced that the priest said more than just a simple prayer of blessings. I think he might have done some kind of cleansing prayer or something because I'm very sure if I was going to get visions from God, it wouldn't be visions of gargoyles and demonic animalistic sounds. I have no explanation until today. I did not tell anyone what I experienced that night. The only person I told was my mum when I came home. She said that maybe it was because I was distant from the church for many years growing up and I didn't have that same amount of protection as other kids did. I still have no proper explanation until today. And as much as I would like to know why I saw what I saw, I think some things are better off without an explanation. (sighs) The end. So that is the experience of Jay who... um, Went to camp and they had a mass praying session and then yeah, that's what she saw. Oh my god, it's so freaky. Um yeah, so for those of you non Muslims out there um who wants to share your stories, please feel free to share, okay? I- I'll be more than happy to share because I think um as Singaporeans, you know, we are very We're multicultural, right? And and multi ethnic and multi religious. So it's it's interesting for me to read these kind of stories and to know that these things exist and it haunts even people um who, for a lack of a better phrase, who don't believe in Allah Allah, you know, who 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 see things and all that. Um yeah, so I think it's it's very interesting. And I wouldn't. I cannot imagine what I would do, say In, the, in that situation where I'm in, in a church and I see like a gargoyle in front, this reminded me actually of, a, of another incident of of a friend who went to I think she went. I think she went to Italy or something like that, and she said that when she went into the church, one of the one of the churches there, she said that the gargoyle started flapping its wings like the angels that has got wings started flapping its yeah. And she got freaked out and she ran out of the of the church. I don't know whether I shared that story before, but if I have not, I would I would love to share that story again. Um so yeah, so that's that's what I have for this episode. Thank you so much. Um Thank you so much. If you want to share your stories, you can just email me at a uh, hafizabrahmana at yahoo.com. Thank you so much. Good night, everyone. <laughs>